Section 6 of Not That It Matters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Ryan. Not That It Matters by A. A. Milne. The Charm of Golf. When he reads of the notable doings of famous golfers, the eighteen handicapped man has no envy in his heart for by this time he has discovered the great secret of golf. Before he began to play he wondered wherein lay the fascination of it. Now he knows. Golf is so popular simply because it is the best game in the world at which to be bad. Consider what it is to be bad at cricket. You have bought a new bat, perfect in balance, a new pair of pads, white as driven snow, gloves of the very latest design. Do they let you use them? No. After one ball in the negotiation of which neither your bat nor your pads nor your gloves came into play, they send you back into the pavilion to spend the rest of the afternoon listening to fatuous stories of some old gentleman who knew Fuller Pilch. And when your side takes to the field, where are you? Probably at long leg both ends, exposed to the public gaze as the worst fieldsman in London. How devastating are your emotions! Remorse, anger, mortification fill your heart above all envy envy of the lucky immortals who disport themselves on the green level of lords consider what it is to be bad at lawn tennis true you are allowed to hold on to your new racket all through the game but how often are you allowed to employ it usefully how often does your partner cry mine and bundle you out of the way is there pleasure in playing football badly you may spend the full eighty minutes in your new boots, but your relations with the ball will be distant. They do not give you a ball to yourself at football. But how different a game is golf? At golf, it is the bad player who gets the most strokes. However good his opponent, the bad player has the right to play out each hole to the end. He will get more than his share of the game. He need have no fears that his new driver will not be employed. He will have as many swings with it as the scratch man, more if he misses the ball altogether upon one or two tees. If he buys a new niblick, he is certain to get fun out of it on the very first day. And, above all, there is this to be said for golf in mediocrity. The bad player can make the strokes of the good player. The poor cricketer has perhaps never made fifty in his life. As soon as he stands at the wickets, he knows that he is not going to make fifty today. But the eighteen handicapped man has some time or other played every hole on the course to perfection. He has driven a ball two hundred and fifty yards. He has made superb approaches. He has run down the long putt. Any of these things may suddenly happen to him again, and therefore it is not his fate to have to sit in the club smoking room after his second round and listen to the wonderful deeds of others. He can join in too. He can say with perfect truth, I once carried the ditch at the fourth with my second, or I remember when I drove into the bunker guarding the 8th green, or even, I did a 3 at the 11th this afternoon, bogey being 5. But if the bad cricketer says, I remember when I took a century in 40 minutes off Lockwood and Richardson, he is nothing but a liar. For these and other reasons, golf is the best game in the world for the bad player. And sometimes I am tempted to go further and say that it is a better game for the bad player than for the good player. The joy of driving a ball straight after a week of slicing the joy of putting a mashy shot dead, the joy of even a moderate stroke with a brassy. Best of all, the joy of the perfect cleek shot. 
these things a good player will never know. Every stroke we bad players make, we make in hope. It is never so bad, but it might have been worse. It is never so bad, but we are confident of doing better next time. And if the next stroke is good, what happiness fills our soul. How eagerly we tell ourselves that in a little while all our strokes will be as good. What does Varden know of this? If he does a five-hole in four, he blames himself that he did not do it in three. If he does it in five, he is miserable. He will never experience that happy surprise with which we hail our best strokes. Only his bad strokes surprise him, and then we may suppose that he is not happy. His length and accuracy are mechanical. They are not the result, as so often in our case, of some suddenly applied maxim or some suddenly discovered innovation. The only thing which can vary in his game is his putting, and putting is not golf but croquet. But of course we too are going to be as good as Varden one day. We are only postponing the day because meanwhile it is so pleasant to be bad. And it is part of the charm of being bad at golf that in a moment, in a single night, we may become good. If the bad cricketer said to a good cricketer, what am I doing wrong? The only possible answer would be, nothing particular except that you can't play cricket. But if you or I were to say to our scratch friend, what am I doing wrong? He would reply at once, moving the head, or dropping the right knee, or not getting the wrists in soon enough. And by tomorrow we should be different players. Upon such a little depends, or seems to the eighteen handicap to depend, excellence in golf. And so, perfectly happy in our present badness, and perfectly confident of our future goodness, we long handicapped men remain. Perhaps it would be pleasanter to be a little more certain of getting the ball safely off the first tee. Perhaps at the fourteenth hole, where there is a right of way and the public encroach, we should like to feel that we have done with topping. Perhaps. Well, perhaps we might get our handicap down to fifteen this summer, but no lower, certainly no lower. End of the Charm of Golf